So, universe, uh, what do I have to do to go to sleep? Can you hook a brother up? I'm, uh, I'm a little concerned. I don't know if I've ever been awake this long, not on drugs. And, uh, and it's all just coincidental events that have kept me up that now that I can fall asleep at will, I'm unable to. I have been trying to fall asleep for about, uh, now almost two hours, unsuccessfully, after having last slept Thursday morning at 4.30 a.m. It is now, bum, 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 Saturday, the 14th, the day after Friday, the 13th. And here on Saturday the 14th, my bad luck is being up too late because I've been up since Thursday. And the truth of the matter is, I really haven't been all that tired except in occasional slowdown pauses where all of a sudden I'm overwhelmed with exhaustion. And for about an hour and a half this afternoon, I was there while I was standing with two flags watching other people work. But other than that, my mind just won't shut up. And neither will my insights. Like, I had an insight tonight that had I been a woman in this society, the one that is dominated by prickhead men, if I had been a woman in this society, I'm sure I would have learned to give hand jobs, Good ones. Really good ones. Like fucking two-minute handjobs. Because guys suck, for the most part. And one thing you can do to shut a guy up is jerk him off, because he'll fall asleep. But even that didn't work. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're pulling out all the stops and you can't make yourself fall asleep, what's the problem? Really, what's the problem? I've counted sheep. I've uh, read uh, Foucault. I have uh, taken a hot shower. I have, uh, what else have I done? I've eaten. I thought maybe I'm hungry. I have smoked a little weed, but I've smoked Granddaddy Perps and LSD. Like, if anything, those should knock me out. And I've only had one hit of each. Because I feel like, I don't want to need substances to sleep. But I need sleep. And I can't get it. So, like a girl gives a good hand job, I thought, well, I'm in such a weird fucking uh, mood, being filled with what I can only describe as uh, um, what is this? It's like anxious energy. You, you, you almost want to avoid thinking about sleep so that you won't Obsess about why you're awake. Because that makes you more awake. And how... Reading Foucault works every fucking time. That book has been laying in my pools of drool to the point it's probably water-stained. But no, that didn't work. So... Even Stephen. <clears throat> I texted Brisa as I was frustratingly realizing maybe I should go get some food, maybe I'm hungry, 
and thus admitting that the next 10 minutes were not going to involve sleep, I was going to actually be awake. Well, I texted her that, uh, first, I was fucking pissed I'm still awake. But two, and this was the epiphany I was kind of having in real time after I realized I'd be good at giving handjobs, that if I was a girl, I mean, I'm pretty good at giving myself a handjob, if I'm being honest, but I think most men are. If, what was I talking about except for that, right? Oh, the text to Brisa. Uh, I, I'm thinking, okay, I, this is still one of the top ten weeks of my life. Personally, it might be the number one. I've had better um, entertainment experiences in my life. I've certainly enjoyed the thrilling uh, uh, immersion in nature that uh, something like um, going uh, swimming in an ocean provides or climbing to the top of a mountain or ascending a rock face. I mean, anything you do in nature is awe-inspiring and connected to Earth. So those moments of inspiration are easy to come by in my opinion at least if you appreciate nature but with people well let's just say i'm not as confident that my outreach provides some level of awe-inspiring response personal for me and i'm not saying i'm not awe-inspired by people people are great and in fact i think one of the things that I was trained so well to do was to pick people apart instead of figure out what was great about them. And, and I'll tell you that I don't have negative thoughts about people and I don't like hearing anything about others. I always want to make my own opinion. I don't give a shit what you tell me about somebody. I mean, if you tell me positive things, then yeah, I do want to hear that. But anything negative or, or with static? No. No, I don't trust you. Let me form my own opinion. But sometimes it's hard to form your own opinion of someone, especially if there's a lot of scuttlebutt about them, because you just don't have enough interactive time to have the opportunity to have formed something independent of the People Magazine notifications that are going around. Right? We all know what I'm talking about. This isn't anything more interesting than how to repair a VCR. So, I've been deliberately waiting to say something to somebody that needed to be said for my own sense of, I don't know, forthright, upstanding life, to be honest. Like, I, I don't believe that the reputation management necessary for individuals today is healthy at all. I mean, at all. But you have to do a little of your own reputation management. You have to step up when your moral code could be misinterpreted and make sure it's clear. Clarifying who you are, what you stand for, and why you're about certain things matters. And it matters that that level of respect is paid to people so that there is a quid pro quo of reverberation respect from the communities at large, especially if your goal here is to unify. And, <laughs> and uh, so in my exhausted state, 
Franklin's the worst possible time for this, right? Like I, I'm in a shitty mood. It's almost the end of the workday. The last thing that I have right now is, is some clever repartee. If anything, I can barely speak words. Uh, and bingo, this person I need to talk to, who I haven't seen for three or four weeks, is right there. Uh, and it's not like I can't hold a conversation in any circumstance, including up for three days. But he was there to speak to me, and in a way that was perfect. I don't. I mean, this is all a little bit high school. Let me let me be straight. But it's not irrelevant because it's got some tenderness and naivete to it. That's all I can really quantify it as. Um, being fifty three gives you a little bit more perspective, but doesn't make you a different or better person or even a more intuitively uh, well-angled person or anything of the above. People are people the rest of their lives going through all kinds of ups and downs and you can catch them at the right or wrong time and think of all kinds of things that are just incorrect. And if you get small glances of people amongst many notifications and, and uh, memos and, and did you know and have you heard kind of information. Well, what are you really learning? You're learning to participate in the labeling of other people from a point of view that's not yours. Any of that stuff is time wasted. Because what value does it have until you actually have a chance to go one-on-one with that person yourself and learn who they really are? And so I think today what I've really learned is those chances are there all the time. What I have been doing is thinking, well, I don't want to put myself out there and, uh, and declare uh, an opportunity for meaningful moments uh, unless people are coming at me with the same sort of attitude. Uh, that's not necessary at all. If you're willing to have a meaningful moment, people out there that want to have meaningful moments will find you. And so what I was doing to, what I think I've been doing this week, frankly, and mostly because it's been hitting me over the head, these aren't epiphanies that I, again, work toward. In fact, nothing do I work toward except being kind, understanding, and forgiving. Because when I start to figure out how to push that in a direction that I think will be, what, more expansive for me or uh, more... uh, interaction with the community at large or any of anything, anything I start to conceive of starts to morph the process. And if anything, today is another reminder of that because for, I wouldn't say three weeks, but let's say for the last five days, I've been trying to assemble in my head how to pay enough respect to somebody that there's a clear road of understanding. And I didn't think this really needed to happen But standing up for a position of clarity is something I'm always willing to do, especially if there's any kind of chance of obfuscation. And on a day when I just didn't have it in me, to be met by the energy necessary in the universe to get that clarity, I'll tell you what, I am the luckiest motherfucker around lately. Undeservedly. And this is why I think we can all do it. Whatever you're thinking you're up against, that's your personal uh, cross to bear, 
It ain't there. And it's reality, regardless of what it is, is overcomable. If you'll just forgive yourself and start acting kind, understanding, forgiving, or whatever it is that you came here to be. Maybe you're a snoring dog. And if you're a snoring dog, well, I would hope that during every podcast your cohabitant decided to record, you would do everything you could to ruin it with your snoring. Because that's what you're here to do. You're here to snore and relax and be calm, happy, and upbeat every second you're awake. Because you're Phoebe the Labradoodle. If you're Frankie the Cat, well, <laughs> I don't know what you're here for. To shed in my bed and barf in my laundry and shit in my fucking clothes. And catch a few mice. But we're all here to do what we're here to do. And I think the one thing Earth makes the hardest is being okay with that. Is it, is it selfishness or? It, it, sometimes I feel like my life has been the most selfish thing you can possibly imagine. Because I've essentially lived for myself since I was 20. I've been able to choose every element the way I want it. And, I mean, I am a selfish son of a bitch, I'll say that. But I, I'm also most at ease when I don't have to play any of the organizer, project manager, coordinator, party host. I just want to show up to events and enjoy myself. And that's really what this week was. I showed up to three different events, and all three were immensely rewarding in different ways. And one was with my mother. I mean, I had an all-day, well, for an old woman, I had an all-day excursion into the northwest sections of Denver with a woman who I'm pretty good at aggravating, I'll say that much. Um, and she's pretty good at, at, at least, uh, finding a point in the conversation that she's done with me or we're, we need to stop. I mean, we, we can push each other's buttons. I'll just put it that way. And we don't try to, but I think we can't help ourselves. And I, I know there's a ton of family members out there that are like that. Hell, my dad and I have exactly the same relationship. So do my, well, I don't really have a relationship with my sister, but we all, know each other so intimately pushing buttons is a matter of just deciding to because you know which ones to push and uh and in some ways i think my family still lives in that rhythm and i mean i'm sure they still throw me into the bucket of people who push buttons because i throw kleenexes and walk out of the house so clearly i am someone who's emotionally volcanic but i do that because i'm done with the the cattiness. We're mean to each other. We say mean things to each other. We are looking to put each other down. And I think in some ways it's because we've all hurt each other. We're all wounded. And in some ways we're really wounded by each other. But the worst of it is that when you see the five of us play a game at our best, 
there's not four other people I'd rather be at a table with. We're hilarious, we're intelligent, we're insightful, we're kind, we're supportive. We're everything that's good about being human. So every day that goes by that that potential is wasted, I think, well, what more can I do? There's got to be a way, right? There's got to be a way for the people that are tremendous to just relax and be tremendous with each other. But it must be harder than I thought, because just like sleep, <sighs> what can I say? There's, well, no, I don't know if there's more to life than dreaming. There's a lot to dreaming, that's for sure. There's got to be more to life than dreaming, though. I mean, otherwise, why are we here? Why wouldn't we just stay up there in the void? Or not the void, but whatever is up there. Where we go. And, okay, I don't even really want to talk about this because I didn't grow up religious at all. If anything, I was told there was no God. And, and I don't know that there is a God. It seems more and more likely that we live in some sort of simulated circumstance, whether that's of our own choosing that would put the helmet on like something in uh, an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, or that maybe we're cursed into this circumstance, maybe we're sentenced to this circumstance, maybe this circumstance is just what life is, a repetitive run of hardship. But it's repetitive. There's no question we live more than one life. I have too many connections to my other lives now that are spookily I, I feel like somehow almost my DNA rallied to get my shit together as if there's some sort of 60 different versions of me living inside me that have all had this chance to do it too <coughs> and when you make the mistake that one of them made that derailed their life, they shoot up and fix it for you. Because they know that's not going to work. They may not learn shit that the rest of them know, but they know you don't want to abandon your kindness. Or you can turn into a monster. So when you start to wander down I don't give a shit road, this one reins you in and forces that DNA code to a prominent level. And all of a sudden, you're just a kind person. Not that you weren't kind before, but you didn't go out to be kind. If anything, you were like, do I have to be kind? Or can I just sit here and let someone else do that? Not involved is what you were. Not caring? No. You always care. But if you don't turn your care into action, well, then you never do feel involved and motivated to make a better world. So your values don't express themselves. They exist. They're just not active. And I'm not... Uh, listen, I am a pain in the ass. I'm a douchebag. I can be late to everything. I, uh, I never have my wallet. I mean... I'm annoying in so many ways. But I think 
we can overlook those human follies in one fell swoop with a genuinely connective moment. And I think, too, those genuinely connective moments help us overcome our proneness to those follies. Is proneness a word? I think it is. We are prone to folly, and I think the energy you gain by win-win, by graceful communication, I think it might be the true healing force of the universe. When somebody else is there to support you, well, you're just that much more fortified. You just become that much more powerful of a presence in a universe full of possibility. And I guess if you were going to wind up this week, and it is now Saturday night at 8.08, another Saturday night, and I... what? Uh, no, I don't know. Music. But uh, not that music's bad. I love music. But I certainly don't know enough lyrics to any song. Uh, oh, and I haven't had it many more uh, look for the purple banana until I throw it in the truck moments, but I am ready for them because I am now playing my entire catalog to hear them. I have decided to go listen to every song I have on Windows and either keep it or delete it. And I have so many, I have like four versions of Hung Up, only one of which I like. And the other three are the only ones that ever play. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I hate when your jukebox gets annoying because you got the wrong fucking version of the song in there. And I know we all know what I'm talking about. So, speaking of which, if anybody knows where the original recording for Put It In Your Mouth is, I'm looking for it. And I used to have it, and I swear to God I wouldn't have deleted it. But that's a tough one to find. That was Put It In Your Mouth In Case I Wasn't Clear. And yes, if you find that song, you should listen to it because it's hilarious and fucking great. Uh, what else did I have for you? There was a lot. Like, I was filled with... I was overwhelmed with what were actually creative and, and unique thoughts. I was walking down New Thought Lane and getting a lot of them. The idea that women have to be on guard or at least be protective of the idea that they are prey uh, is starting to hit me a lot. And, and I was never a gorilla. I was a Machiavellian. Like, I was always manipulating through emotion and, and words. And not always manipulating. That's the other thing. Like, I could fall in love with someone on date number two and think it in my heart of hearts. Yes, that's either incredibly immature or a level of stupidity that is almost pitiable. But I can't help that I get overwhelmingly attached to somebody who gets me. Because most of the world doesn't. And yeah, I get along. I mean, I get along with everybody. Hell, I get along with Frank. If you can get along with Frank, you can get along with almost everybody. I get along with Amy. There, if you get along with Amy, you can't get along with everybody. I get along with Lily. Well, I don't really get along with Lily. But I bet I am Lily's best friend and arch enemy. Because that's how Lily plays the game, and I respect that. I don't challenge Lily to be something that she's not. I don't ask Lily to go outside of what she's comfortable to do. 
And sometimes what she's comfortable to do is eh, not going to go. Because we're not going to get into a knife-throwing contest just to see who can throw knives farther. But what other... Oh, oh you want to play with the matches now? Of course you do. Lily is a little arsonist. I'll give her that. <laughs> I've seen her start many a fire to the point where I'm like, she burns my fucking house down. I mean, that's got to be the end of it, right? I mean, that would be the point where you'd have to say, Lily, how much destruction do I have to put up with before I get to say, enough? Now, get on your side of the tent. 